Welcome to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms. A lot has to do with the economy these days, and we're going to take a look at uh, what's happening, where we've been, where we're going, and how all that affects real estate. we got a great guest for you today here on the Real Estate Guys radio program. Hey, Russ, wake up. We've got a show to do. Huh? Oh, sorry. I was just having the most awesome dream. I found low-cost rental properties that cash flow in a strong job market with prices that didn't fall through the floor during this great recession. Wow, that is awesome. But, you know, you don't have to dream to find a market like that. We're going on a field trip there in just a few weeks. Really? Where are we going? To Dallas, Texas. It's a huge market with great infrastructure and lots of people. Prices are low and rents are strong. And with today's low interest rates, properties cash flow great. And did you know Dallas is projected in the top three of all job markets for 2010? Plus, Texas is the number one rated state for doing business. That's amazing. When is it? That's the best part. It's up to you. We have several dates scheduled, so you can go when it's convenient for your schedule. No matter which weekend you pick, there'll be tours of different submarkets and property types and meetings with local experts, including developers, agents, and property managers. That sounds great. Well, hurry up and register because space on field trips is always limited. Go to realestateguysradio.com and click on events or call 888-GUYS-RADIO for more information. That's realestateguysradio.com or 888-GUYS-RADIO. This podcast is brought to you by Audible.com, the Internet's leading provider of audiobooks with more than 75,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature, including fiction, nonfiction, and periodicals. For a free audiobook of your choice, go to audiblepodcast.com forward slash real estate guys. Welcome to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms. We talk uh, real estate uh, each week, and uh, this week we're going to even expand that a little bit to talk a little more about uh, what's happening in the economy and about economics in general. First, let's meet the guys, our co-host, financial strategist, Russell Gray. Hey, Robert. Hey there. And uh, the man we call the godfather of real estate, he's been investing in real estate now in uh, seven different decades, Bob Helms. Gentlemen, great to be here with you today. You know, we are fresh off of uh, another Dallas uh, field trip, and it's always interesting to see the uh, macroeconomic picture in a big marketplace. It is, especially in a place that has uh, policies that are so friendly towards business. And uh, Texans, they really have a little bit of an attitude down there, but it's a good one. It's a lot of fun to hang out with those people, and it's a very interesting contrast uh, compared to some of the other states that we've been in these days. Yeah, there's so much whining and crying out there, and uh, don't that's, that seems to have completely bypassed Dallas. You go out at night, and everyone's having a good time, and they're spending money, and they're employed, and it's vibrant. It feels so different than, say, Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think those are probably on opposite ends of the spectrum. But I think the point of all that really is, is that the way a community, whether it's a, a city or a neighborhood or a state or a county or even a country, uh, approaches its policies towards business people and how it does things uh, really has an impact on people's behavior and their mood. And so much of our economy fortunately or unfortunately, however you choose to look at it, is about how people feel. And when they feel confident, they're willing to take action, they're willing to take risk, they're really ready to put capital out there into the marketplace. That's what creates jobs, that's what creates opportunity, that's what creates momentum. And so we've come to the point where we really realize that the policies and the politics, if you will, really have a lot of impact on the pocketbook and the economy. And there's, it's just an area of your life you can't afford to be ignorant of or apathetic of. You now, Bob, in the real estate brokerage world, right, you uh, brokered real estate for years and, and years and years. How much does politics and then the economic policy at whole affect uh, on the street level the, the person that wants to buy or sell a property? Pretty interesting. I think politics, by and large, is not a major factor, but of course, it's a determining factor in virtually everything you do. My point is, not everybody out there who is in the home buying, home selling business is thinking about the politics, but they're being controlled by it. The environment that's there is totally controlled by the politics. Boy, haven't we seen that uh, in this uh, last year or so as our governments uh, attempted to? come up with stimulus programs that have affected the way people buy property, right? Something like over a million people bought a home last year as a result of the incentives that were put out there. But uh, there was another three and a half million who bought homes and would have uh, regardless. Whether we say it's politics or not that are controlling things, all that really means is as it's reflected in the economic spectrum, it does. We see it today with people who may be motivated, may be able, however, there's a lot of difficulty today just getting loans to buy the properties, even if you have the motivation and the ability. 
Well, that's the thing is that as a real estate investor, especially your bread and butter is the ability to get financing. And that has changed drastically. And therefore, the market has changed drastically. It's what we talked about this weekend on the field trip. And uh, there's another field trip coming if you want to come back and hang out with the real estate guys for for, for the weekend. But uh, we love to talk real estate. And off mic, we love to talk politics. Uh, Not so much on on the mic, because as soon as we do, uh, most of the people tune out. And then the people (laughs) who stay on are the ones that would wish we'd just go on and on and on. So uh, we kind of keep that separately. But we thought uh, we thought today we've been rambling enough about the economy. We ought to actually bring on a, a gentleman you could con- consider an economist, and we have a great guest for you. Not only uh, has he an accomplished author, has written more than twenty books. Uh, he's also uh, an investment analyst. He's done a ton of work uh, in a variety of fields, and we're going to learn all about that. Please welcome to the show, Dr. Mark Skousen. How are you, Mark? I'm doing well. How are you all doing? Sounds good. It sounds like everybody's excited about the real estate market. Well, you know, uh, no matter what the market brings us, there's always opportunities. So we're pretty eternally optimistic about that. Uh, certainly, you have a, a bird's eye seat in terms of looking at the uh, the total economy. What do you make of the last couple of years? Well, we've gone through a, a very difficult patch, which, of course, is all due to this real estate cycle that we've gone through that is pretty dramatic. And I'm friends with Bob Schiller, who I'm sure you all know, the uh, Schiller Index uh, on um, uh, real estate prices. And uh, he, he made the point that uh, that the real estate market was going to see uh, this was the super, the super cycle that uh, we will never see again in our lifetimes. And I don't know if that's true or not, but it's certainly true that these uh, – these cycles take a long time, and it really got so carried away with the derivatives markets and uh, credit default swaps and uh, all of that sort of thing that uh, it actually had a macro impact. You know, normally asset bubbles that we saw in real estate or you see in the stock market like the dot-com market, normally those kinds of things don't spread into the entire global economy, causing a potential Great Depression or what have you, but this this time around it did, and we're fortunately coming out of that due to these incentives and these stimulus packages. I think it's more the Federal Reserve and their low interest rate policy and uh, injecting money into the system more than it is the the uh, uh, Bush and Obama administration offering special tax breaks and all that sort of thing. Uh, it's, it's largely an economic recovery that we're now experiencing and we're now enjoying, And but it's, it's a rough road. You know, the, you've already mentioned the difficulties in getting financing. Well, it's difficult getting jobs, and unless people have jobs, you're not going to see the, um, the buying power, the consumer spending, and all of those sorts of things. It all gets down to business creating jobs. That's really the key to this economic recovery. Yeah, absolutely. Now, now, what's your take on uh, the folks who are saying, well, you know, this is going to be kind of a W recovery, and we've got a whole bunch more mortgage resets, and that's going to create more havoc in the housing market. And the, there's other folks out there that say the mark, uh, market could still go down another 15 or, or 25%. And then, you know, there's the crowd that says, hey, no, it's over. It's uh, We're back on the way up. What's your take there? I'm more in the latter category. I'm more optimistic that we're seeing a recovery and we're not going to have a double-dip recession. I do think we're seeing a a bit of a slowdown right here. Right now, uh, the global economy is, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of the China is now imposing a bit of a tight money policy, raising interest rates and trying to keep... uh, keep the they don't want the economy to get too frothy that's what caused problems in the past where uh, real estate or manufacturing um, all kinds of areas uh, commodities and stuff where where you get these asset bubbles and you get unsustainable growth I think that's the danger uh, so I see a slowdown, though, and I also am concerned about the Obama administration and the House Democrats pushing through an inordinate number of tax increases and regulations. I mean, they're, I don't know if you heard the, the, the latest is that they're eliminating the benefits of the sub-S corporation for professionals that are going to impose this 15% FICA tax uh, in an unlimited fashion now on sub-S corporations. 
they're they're imposing uh, a new uh, the capital gains tax, which which is 15 percent right now. They're going to raise it to 20 to 23 percent. Uh, all of those are going to have an impact on not only the real estate markets but but other in, uh, investments as well. And so there's a lot of negatives out there in terms of uh, the Obama administration uh, imposing their social democratic kind of uh, agenda. I mean, I'm not. I'm not one of those who's calling this socialism and, and uh, that they're all a bunch of Marxists and that sort of thing. I think they're just typical social Democrats trying to impose these things. But it's not good for business. I mean, business is, I mean, you've you got this new health care legislation coming through. Business doesn't need another entitlement on top of everything else they face. And that's why the unemployment rate is just stuck at this 9 to 10% level. I think it's really... Uh, a very unfortunate situation. Yeah, and you know we're all feeling the uh, results of that. We were talking a little bit about uh, being in Dallas this last week, and we felt it maybe a little bit less there. And then you look across the country; there are certainly markets that have been hit harder than others. But this is a—it's not just a national problem; it is a global problem. I mean, we've seen the effects uh, kind of trickle out to the other countries because America is such a, a, a strong uh, influencer when it comes to those things. And uh, I know that uh, you have always uh, kind of looked forward and and uh, taken your best guess. We we we—I uh, could put you on the spot. There a little bit and ask your opinion because uh, you've been right a lot of the times in your predictions and and let's face it you have a phd in economics and we're just a bunch of uh, real estate guys but uh it's a it's an interesting time to, to to be alive isn't it well and and i'm not just a academic phd economist i'm actually a practitioner and and i've been an investor you know i've run uh, a publishing firm uh, in a profitable way i do this freedom fest conference which is a for-profit event I've owned real estate, by the way, in, uh, oh, I guess, three, four different states, lived, uh, owned property in London, England. Uh, uh, so I've had a lot of experience in the investing and business world. And, uh, you know, to me, the key is, is the business sectors, is what we need is a government policy that we can depend upon. And to the extent that we have uncertainty and who knows what new tax law is going to be passed next week and where interest rates are going and all of this uncertainty is, uh, is hurting this economy. Now, generally speaking, I'm an optimist. I'm a, a Ben Franklin optimist about America. I see a rising sun, and I'm, I'm recommending a number of uh, high-income investments in in, including some mortgage real estate investment trusts or REITs that are actually doing very well uh, in the marketplace right now. Uh, but uh, uh, dividend-paying stocks is my conservative strategy right now because who knows where this market's going to go, whether it's going to stay above 10000 or fall, fall down again. Yeah, well, who knows? Stay tuned, folks. Our guest today is Dr. Mark Skousen, and uh, he is uh, an author uh, and a practicing economist, as you heard, and uh, he's got uh, a pretty amazing background. We're going to talk about some of that when we come back. You're tuned to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms. Hi, this is Russell Gray. I say do the math, and the math will tell you what to do. Tony Robbins says success leaves clues. Put those together and you have Paradigm Life. Let Paradigm Life show you how and why wealthy individuals and multi-billion dollar companies use life insurance to grow and protect their assets. You'll be amazed. For a free report, send an email to life at realestateguysradio.com or visit beyourbank.com. Hi, it's Robert Helms. This podcast is brought to you by Audible.com, the Internet's leading provider of audiobooks. With more than 75,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature, featuring audio versions of many New York Times bestsellers. And for listeners of the Real Estate Guys podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook so you can have a chance to try out their service. You might like, for instance, Rich Dad's Conspiracy of the Rich, one of the great new books from Robert Kiyosaki. Or browse Audible.com for a selection you'd like. For a free audiobook of your choice, go to audiblepodcast.com forward slash real estate guys. That's audiblepodcast.com forward slash real estate guys. Hi, this is Kendra Todd, winner of The Apprentice, and you're listening to The Real Estate Guys. 
Welcome back to the Real Estate Guys radio program. Heard every weekend on this fine radio station and all the time at realestateguysradio.com. If you miss a show, that's where you can get it. Or better yet, just sign up for our podcast on iTunes and we will come to you. Uh, we're talking uh, This week we're talking with Dr. Mark Skousen, who uh, is an economist. And I uh, just uh, understand here, uh, Mark, that uh, one of your books was the winner last year, the Choice Award for Outstanding Academic Title. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, it's the first time I've won an award for one of my books. Uh, it's called The Making of Modern Economics, and it's basically the history of the great economic thinkers, starting with Adam Smith. Got a chapter on Karl Marx, on John Maynard Keynes. And these are very relevant uh, economists. For example, Keynes is, uh, always comes back uh, during a financial crisis. Keynesian economics supports this idea of a stimulus package. And and we need to get the economy going. Uh, government needs to get the economy going, getting business, getting consumers to buy, and all that sort of thing. Uh, I'm not sure that, that the Obama administration is actually following Keynesian advice, because one of the things you do not want to do is raise taxes on anyone, including the rich, uh, during a, um, uh, a, a time of crisis, uh, an ongoing crisis which we're facing right now. We're coming out of it, but we're coming out of it very slow, as you can tell from the high unemployment rate. Well, and I think we're going to continue to see that as a, as a slow recovery. Just, you know, anecdotally, as you talk to folks, they're, they're very hesitant. People are sluggish. Nobody's jumping way back in with both feet. I think people are really taking a wait-and-see attitude. And as you say, with some of the proposed changes in the increase in taxes, people are going to have to be smarter than ever with how they invest their money. Well, I'm based in uh, New York. Uh, I live. I have homes in New York and Florida, and uh, I'm actually calling from my home in Florida right now. But most of the time, I live in New York, and I, I will tell you that things have turned around in New York. Uh, you're seeing uh, headhunters, for example. I was talking to the chief headhunter in New York, and he told me that last year was their very worst year. Nobody wanted to hire, and all that sort of thing. But this year, it's totally turned around. They're hiring new uh, new managers and 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 uh, new employee employees all the time. So there there's some good things that are going on there. I, I, the restaurant business is picking up, uh, and uh, I even understand uh, in Las Vegas where I hold my Freedom Fest conference every year. They have uh, they've had some uh, recovery there, and a lot more of the hotels are filled and. And I presume the same thing applies to the San Francisco area, where there has been a pickup in uh, in, in in activity. Yeah, you know, we certainly are seeing uh, a pickup in in a lot of the areas. I think unemployment is the big question mark people have, but uh, in certain markets, that's starting to turn around uh, a, a little bit as well. You know, it's interesting. I, I see here that uh, you lived in the Bahamas for a couple of years. How'd that happen? That was actually we wanted to get out of the rat race. This was in the. Uh, in the early 1980s, we'd lived in Washington uh, for 12 years, and it's it just, uh, after a while, it just drives you crazy, all the things that are going on, and we just wanted to uh, uh, have a lifestyle that was a little bit less hectic and less complex, and since I wrote an, write an investment newsletter and have since 1980 called Forecasts and Strategies, I could live anywhere, so we decided to move the entire family down to the Bahamas. It was like life in living color. We rented rather than bought a home and uh, had a beautiful spot right on the ocean there. I had a, a, a boat. We had a, a maid. We had a gardener. We had uh, a, a place for visitors. We had a swimming pool. Uh, we had a two-story Bahamian home. We didn't need air conditioning because the wind blew. I mean, it was just life in living color, and I actually have written a uh, a little piece on it called Easy Living, My Two Years in the Bahamas. And my wife's response to that, well, easy living for whom? It wasn't as easy living for her, I guess. But, but <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, as you were describing it there, I, I could see how you'd want to get out of there as soon as possible. <laughs> <laughs> well, we lived there for two years, and we saved enough money in taxes to buy a, a flat in London. And so we uh, went uh, every practically every summer to London, to our flat in London, and enjoyed that. We actually purchased that, and uh, we made a lot of money on it. In fact, we have seller's regrets. We sold it a couple years ago and uh, wish we'd held on. Now, let's talk a little bit about, you know, obviously a guy who's lived internationally, and that's got to help uh, when it comes to giving you a perspective of global e economics. Uh, today, there's a lot of talk, of course, you know, about uh, people looking for uh, offshore investments and 
tax havens and, and all that. What's your take on all uh, all that well, interesting stuff? Uh, I'll tell you, I I, I um, meet regularly with um, with a, a, a variety of tax experts and and particularly offshore tax experts, and uh, they have told me that there's never been a stronger interest today than ever before by Americans who are interested in living and investing abroad, and some even going to the extreme of changing their citizenship and becoming a citizen of another country and getting a second passport and all that sort of thing. And, um, and I think a lot of people are upset by the uh, concerns about uh, uh, the tax increases and the new regulations and government telling you you have to do this and you have to have health care and you have to have that sort of thing. And people are kind of fed up by that. I mean, I don't think it's a huge percentage of people, but it's enough so that uh, you get large turnout at investment conferences to talk about investing and, and, uh, and living abroad and even uh, second passports and all of those uh, rather uh, esoteric topics. Well, speaking of which, uh, you uh, mentioned this event that uh, you uh, produce, Freedom Fest. That's coming up uh, here next month. Tell us about uh, Freedom Fest. What's that all about? Well, Freedom Fest is really just a fantastic opportunity to get together. We have it in Las Vegas, a fun city, and uh, during the day we have uh, sessions on uh, on investing, and in, including real estate. And we, speaking of uh, offshore, we actually have a... Uh, a series of sessions on uh, investing and uh, and living abroad uh, that's put to, uh, put on by the Sovereign Society as part of Freedom Fest. Uh, it's kind of a Renaissance gathering where we talk uh, uh, economics, we talk geopolitics, we talk about investing, we talk about what's going on in the world. We have Steve Forbes uh, coming there and and John Mackey, the CEO of Whole Foods Markets and. And by the way, our speakers spend all three days there. They don't just come in, give a speech, sign a few books, and then leave. Uh, like, like Steve Forbes said, uh, the conference was so exciting that he's uh, changed his schedule to stay all three days. So it's July, uh, easy to remember, July 7-11 uh, in Las Vegas at Valley's Event Center. And uh, people can go to freedomfest.com and read all about it. I understand you guys are going to be there, and uh, we're going to have... Uh, over 2,000 people there, and we have a big exhibit hall and lots of different things going on. It's it's just going to be a lot of fun. Well, we're super excited about it. This will be our first year uh, attending, and uh, we learned about it and said, boy, we've just got to – We've got to get there, got to see what this is all about. Certainly uh, a lot of folks uh, standing up and uh, taking an interest in uh, in their own future, and we figured that that's the kind of crowd that will be here. Now, I noticed that uh, you wrote for Forbes for a little while and still contribute some articles there. You uh, you go back with the publication a ways? Yeah, I've, uh, I, was, I was a Forbes columnist in the 1990s and uh, actually got an opportunity to interview a number of people. I interviewed David Rockefeller. I interviewed Peter Drucker, the famous management guru. Uh, I actually did an expose on uh, Wade Cook. Uh, that name probably uh, has sure a little does, familiarity yeah. with you real estate guys back in the 90s. I don't know whatever happened to him. Did he end up in jail or what? Russ knows that story, I think, well, yeah, than I, I. I'm not exactly sure, but it wasn't good. I know that it didn't work out well. Yeah, and in fact, uh, I should mention at Freedom Fest, we're having Jack Reed there, who uh, ranks all of the real estate gurus, and uh, and fortunately, one of my favorite real estate gurus, John Schaub, is ranked pretty highly by him, but he's pretty tough on, uh, on the real estate gurus. He does not give uh, very high marks for... Uh, Robert uh, Kawasaki, I know he, he ranks him kind of low. I don't know what you guys think of him, but yeah, well, we're kind of fans of uh, of Roberts, but we've also uh, read uh, Mr. Reed's uh, musings over the years, and that's what we love about the whole real estate area is that we we believe everyone should have a personal investment philosophy that's all about them and what they're trying to accomplish. And hey, if something works for you, great. It's not going to work for everybody. What we don't like is the one size fits all formula. It's really more uh, tailored than that. And so uh, we've had a chance to have uh, Mr. Kiyosaki on our show uh, several times, found him to be a wonderful gentleman and uh, certainly a lot of integrity there. Uh, and, you know, people say what they're going to say about uh, people who become uh, successful. And it's, it's hard to, to get that way without having some naysayers, right? I mean, I know one of the things you're known for is kind of being the contrarian when it comes to uh, economic thinking. And, and, right. uh, and that's, you know, kind of, kind of, I guess they call you the maverick. 
Well, yeah, I'm a bit of a maverick on my investment strategy, and, and I've made some uh, very difficult predictions that nobody believed. I remember in the early 1980s, I predicted that Reaganomics would work and that people should sell their gold and silver and, and buy stocks and bonds. And, uh, and the promotion went out, uh, and I thought, boy, this will be very successful. It totally bombed. And the reason it bombed is because nobody believed that the stock market, after 16 years of a bear market, would go down. And, uh, I, you know, I had a good prediction last year. I mean, not all my predictions have turned out uh, that well, but last year and last March, I predicted the market would, would have a big turnaround. And, and I'm still bullish right now in, in the sea of a lot of uh, negativity out there that it's easy to get carried away with. Absolutely. Now, uh, I noticed that uh, you have uh, you recommend a lot of uh, books about Benjamin Franklin, and actually, there's a story there. Tell us that. Well, I'm actually a direct descendant of Benjamin Franklin, sixth generation grandson. Uh, but uh, he once uh, remarked uh, about uh, anyone who he says he that uh, boasts of his ancestors does but advertise his own insignificance. <laughs> But yes, I love Ben Franklin. He was his three rules of um, of living were industry, thrift, and prudence. And you know, if you take that approach to life, whether it's investing in real estate or living, uh, doing business or what have you, if you're industrious, if you're thrifty, and if you're prudent in your affairs, I think you can be very successful. Isn't it true? Now, one of the things you guys are doing at, uh, at Freedom Fest is, uh, I understand there's going to be a little skit, and you're actually going to play the part of Benjamin Franklin. I am, and listen to this. Not only am I playing Benjamin Franklin, but Steve Forbes is going to dress up and appear as the father of our country, George Washington. So we're going to, and we're going to have a Thomas Jefferson impersonator who, when you, when you see this guy, he looks exactly and speaks exactly like Thomas Jefferson. It'll blow you away, and then we have a John Adams, and we're putting together a little 1776 skit, doing a little singing and dancing, and uh, so that's at our Saturday night banquet, and uh, so I, I think your people would really enjoy it, and uh, we have a lot of fun at this conference in a fun city of Las Vegas, so I hope our pe your people will come to Freedom Fest, and I think they'll have a good time. All right, the event is uh, July 7th to the 11th, uh, with the most of the classes taking place in the 8th, 9th, and 10th. Lots of great information there. You go to freedomfest.com. We come back, we're going to have a Benjamin Franklin real estate trivia question. Now, Mark, I know you're going to know the answer, but you're not eligible. Stay with us. We're going to play real estate trivia next. You're tuned to the Real Estate Guys Radio Network. I'm your host, Robert Helms. Are you ready to profit in paradise? Hi, it's Robert Helms. And if you think real estate investing means tenants, toilets, and termites, think again. Located just a short plane ride from the U.S., a virtually untouched paradise awaits. The beautiful country of Belize. When you go to Belize with the Real Estate Guys, you'll spend four fabulous days discovering one of the most intriguing real estate markets I've ever seen. With its jungle rainforests, pristine beaches, and 81-degree turquoise water, Belize is one of the most beautiful places on Earth. Plus, it's considered one of the top seven tax havens in the world. And why U.S. real estate continues to drop, Belize property is on the rise, and many experts think the best is yet to come. But don't just take my word for it. Come experience Belize firsthand at our upcoming investor field trip. When you join us, you'll discover the many reasons we love Belize, like tremendously undervalued beachfront land, super low taxes, ease of doing business, and so much more. Get the details at realestateguysradio.com. Just click on events. See paradise for yourself. Click events at realestateguysradio.com, and I'll see you in beautiful Belize. Please. I'm Jordan Goodman, author of Master Your Debt, and you're listening to The Real Estate Guys. Welcome back to The Real Estate Guys radio program. Thanks for tuning in. If uh, you uh, like the show, tell a friend, uh, and if you don't, keep it to yourself. We're talking this week with uh, Dr. Mar Mark Skousen, who is a uh, tremendous uh, author, has written uh, more than 25 books on all kinds of topics, and boy, we could uh, pick your brain for hours, sir. But before we get back uh, to talking to Mark, it is time to play Real Estate Trivia. This is your chance to win a prize by knowing today's Real Estate Trivia question. And as I told you, it does have something to do with both real estate and Benjamin Franklin. And I know Mark's going to know the answer, but... Uh, He's going to keep quiet on this, and you're going to send your guests to us at trivia at realestateguysradio.com. 
trivia at realestateguysradio.com. The first person with the right answer will win an autographed copy of Equity Happens, Building Lifelong Wealth with Real Estate, our book on real estate investing. We'll also take all the correct guesses for the week and have a drawing for a second book. That way, if you're listening to the podcast or on iTunes, you are not... Uh, you're not at any disadvantage, really. You can still have a chance uh, to uh, win the book. Make sure when you give us your email, uh, you also include your name and physical mailing address so we can send you the book if you're the winner. Uh, first of all, last week on The Real Estate Guys, uh, we had uh, a great show, and we had asked uh, about uh, Louisiana being the only state in the union that does not have counties. Instead, what are its political subdivisions called? And the answer is parishes. Louisiana parishes. All right, here we go. This week, uh, in honor of uh, Benjamin Franklin and his great, 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 great grandson is with us tonight. Uh, here, here's our question. Benjamin Franklin published the first non-English language newspaper in colonial America. The first non-English language newspaper was published by Benjamin Franklin. What language was it in? And the hint is it's not English. So what English? What language was uh, the newspaper in the first non-English language newspaper published by Ben uh, Franklin? If you know that, send us your name, your mailing address, and your answer to trivia at realestateguysradio.com. That's trivia at realestateguysradio.com. We're talking uh, with Mark Skousen, a PhD, who is with us uh, here this week on the show and uh, really looking forward to Freedom Fest. Sounds like a great event. How long has this been going on, now, Mark? How long have you been doing this event? By the way, I don't think I even know the answer to that trivia question. <laughs> well, stay tuned. Next week, we'll tell you. Okay. Anyway, what were you asking? So uh, so this event, how long has Freedom Fest been going on? I know it's been a few years. This is our seventh year, wow. and we're growing like wildfire. I mean, we grow 30 to 40% a year, and this year we may actually sell out. We have over 1,700 people who have already signed up, so we've surpassed last year's attendance. And I think one of the reasons that we're we're so successful is that Freedom Fest is a renaissance gathering, just a lot of fun in a lot of cities. And, and the other thing is it's an open forum. By that I mean, you know how you go to conferences and you hear just one person speak, and it's been somebody that has been selected to speak. Well, in our case, if, if somebody really wants to speak and has something important to say, say he's a professor who's just written a book, he can write us and say, hey, I'd like to speak at Freedom Fest next year. And if he passes muster and he's not some crazy lunatic out there, we'll put him on the podium. And, and we have all these breakout sessions with people that you may not have ever heard of before but have really something interesting to say. Now, we also have some big-name speakers, like we have Greg Mortensen speaking this year, who, who built schools for uh, mainly for girls in the Middle East, and he's the most uh, popular American in the Middle East, and he's written a book called Three Cups of Tea, very a popular speaker, so we have him and Steve Forbes and John Mackey of Whole Foods Market. So we have a lot of famous people, Steve Moore of the Wall Street Journal, and we have people like yourself and other people. But the, the key is that it's a lot of fun, and you create your own conference there, and I think it generates a lot of interest, and that's why a lot of people come to our conference. All right. Well, we are certainly looking forward to it. And uh, for more information on it, it's real easy to get to just freedomfest.com. Uh, come join us uh, on uh, July 8th, 9th, 10th. We'll be uh, at Bally's in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. Hey, uh, Mark, we sure appreciate your time today. And it's been a c- extraordinary getting a chance to uh, get to know you a little bit. And we'll look forward to seeing you at the event. All right, thank you. See you in Las Vegas. All right, there we go. Dr. Mark Skousen, and uh, he's also got uh, a neat website uh, about the best of money in economics. If you'd like to check that out, it's It's at uh, his uh, first initial M, Skousen, which is S-K-O-U-S-E-N, M-S-K-O-U-S-E-N.com. Dot com. So anyway, yeah, that was great. I, I love the optimism. I like the thing, you know, just, hey, I don't think it's going to be a double dip. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, America is going to, pull out of this and and uh, it's 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 looking better than it is looking bad but with all that said i think one of the most important takeaways one of the reasons we're excited about going to this i think one of the big reasons we do what we do getting on the airwaves and just putting out the information is that freedom really isn't free our system is really designed for people to be informed but not just informed but active 
And so we saw this event. We said, hey, this is this is a great event. This is an opportunity for people to go. Plus, I mean, we always look for an excuse to go to Vegas, right? I well, mean, that's true, too. Yeah. We don't need much of an excuse to go there. But serious speakers, credible speakers, lots of breakouts. You know, we hadn't spoken to Mark before, but wow. I mean, he's got a lot to say. What a great resume, great sense of humor. And uh, I can already tell it's going to be a fabulous event. Yeah, just go to Amazon.com and put his name in. You'll see uh, many of the books he's uh, written. Very prolific author and uh, very well respected in the financial community. You know, the one thing that he talked about, though, that I thought was really interesting is how the whole derivatives and the things we've been talking about on this show for the last three years as we've, you know, watched the mortgage meltdown unfold and then spread is it, you know, it really speaks to the power of real estate. The fact that real estate was such a powerful asset class, really still is such a powerful asset class, that it attracted so much money. And the promise of the security of that money bought all of those derivatives, AAA credit ratings. Now, the way those things were put together, and we won't go into that here, it, it all imploded. But it didn't implode because real estate wasn't solid. And I think that the good news is now that as the system is being put back together, the people, the politicians, the bankers who, who made the decisions that created the mess are really working to make sure that it doesn't happen again. But you're never going to extract real estate from human life. It's always going to be there. There will always be demand. It's always going to attract a lot of money. And then the other thing he talked about was the growth he saw in mortgage REITs. And again, it just speaks to the fact that the marketplace will find a solution. People need money to do real estate deals right now. And the normal conventional sources, places they were accustomed to going, isn't delivering that money. And entrepreneurs have figured out, hey, if, if you've got money to invest, we can pool that money. We can go out and make these loans. We don't have the same competition that we used to have, so we can get good, solid yields. And again, it just speaks to the strength of real estate as an asset class. Absolutely. We tend to think of it in terms of loans available for housing, but it's a lot more than that. It's really all the financing that's needed, particularly in the corporate world, because in order for economies to grow, in order for companies to be aggressive, to hire people to expand, they've got to have financing available. And that's a big part of this whole thing. I mean, it's just a spiral that loops on itself. I, I thought one of the key things that Dr. Skousen had to say was to go back to unemployment. Because for everything else that's happening, the unemployment's got to get solved in order for the, the jobs to come back, for the people to have the ability to pay. It's interesting, Russ, you said that real estate didn't show any kind of a waning, just the opposite. In fact, all the people who are in trouble are there because housing had such an amazing demand. Everybody wanted to buy and own something. We all got ambitious. There were a lot of things that, as a group, you know, we pushed harder than maybe we wanted to. But at the same time, it was never a lack of interest or demand. Yeah, good point. Yeah, I, th I think your comment, too, on the whole jobs thing, I mean, it contrasts to where we were in Dallas. And, you know, Texas just being a state that has, for the last couple of years, really outperformed every other state, not by a little bit, but by a lot when it comes to job creation and attracting jobs. And, of course, we know the states that uh, are really failing to do that and actually losing their businesses and their citizens to Texas. It's one of the reasons why we've been so intrigued by it. But but ultimately, that's going to make the difference. It's it's will the capital make its way into the hands of the entrepreneur? I call it getting your the ball into the hand of the playmaker. Well, I think this is why economists like Mark or have the, the opinion they do about, you know, he, he mentioned several times about the taxation and you know, nobody likes to pay taxes. But when you tax people, especially business owners, you're not getting them the resources they need to create the jobs, to do the things necessary. Now, I know this is more political than we usually get, but it's not even political to me. It just makes common sense. It is common sense. You know, when you have anybody out in the marketplace competing for capital, whether it's a government, whether it is, uh, you know, a disaster, uh, whatever it is, when when the competition or a disastrous government, disaster. Oh, sorry, <laughs> that's great. So, but when, but when you have that capital coming out of the private sector in a capitalistic society where capitalists, entrepreneurs, have to have the tools, which is is capital, in order to go into the marketplace and invent new products and create factories and and create jobs. Uh, when they don't have that available to them because whatever it is that's taking it is removing it from their hands, it's just common sense that business is not going to be as strong. Yeah. The irony here is that we need to make 
capital gains. And what's the solution? Let's charge a higher rate on those capital gains that you need to make your business work. Well, and that has oh, a direct it wasn't effect on be political. That's right. Yeah, well, sorry. I mean, but that has a direct <laughs> impact on real estate investors. You know, sure. it, it changes whether or not you can do a deal. I mean, if you think about that, what he was talking about—the jump from fifteen to twenty-three percent—that's eight percent of your profit. That means a deal that has maybe, say your target margin is 15 or whatever your number is, right? If you're going to give up half your profit to tax, that may not be enough reward what's left for you to be able to do the risk. So now you don't invest your money. Now you don't hire those subcontractors. That title company doesn't get the transaction. That real estate agent doesn't get the transaction. There isn't going to be a home that gets rehabbed and put back on the market. And it's just going to sit there and be a dump in a neighborhood because a a real estate entrepreneur is looking at it going, well, if I'm going to do that, why take all that risk? when half my profit is going to end up being paid in tax. You know, not to just talk completely about Texas, but another interesting thing, there's Texas as a state that has no state income tax. So that's an attraction if you're thinking about moving somewhere. But what they do have is very high property tax. Again, taxing only property owners with the burden and not everybody else. So you always have to look at what the market drivers are, what's going to happen, and what's giving incentive to investors to want to put their money at work, whether it's in starting businesses or investing in real estate or investing in anything else. You know, we're looking at uh, obviously a big uh, natural disaster here. Well, it's not even a natural disaster, a man-made disaster with the Gulf. And, and what's it going to take to come up with the solutions for that? Ingenuity and entrepreneurism and we're going to have to employ some people, and it's going to take a lot of that, not just you know flybys by the president to see how bad the oil is. I mean, someone's <laughs> going to have to literally get their hands dirty. Uh, we're Greasy. more political than usual to, to, wow, today. Yeah, wow. I don't know why it just turned out that way. I guess I guess uh, we have to blame the economist. He got us going on this uh, track. When we come back, we're going to talk more and tell you what we really feel when it comes to uh, what needs to happen. You're tuned to the Real Estate Guys Radio Network. I'm your host, Robert Helms. Put your money in the bank to keep it safe. But where does the bank put theirs? Life insurance. Did you know Wells Fargo increased its holdings in life insurance 400% from 2008 to 2009? Why? Liquidity, safety, tax benefits, and positive returns. Sound good? Let Paradigm Life show you how to profit from the creative use of one of the most stable financial products of all. It's not just for the mega wealthy. For a free report, send an email to life at realestateguysradio.com or visit beyourbank.com. Hello, Robert Kiyosaki. Listen to the Real Estate Guys. They're wild and crazy, but they really know what they're talking about. Welcome back to the Real Estate Guys radio program. Thanks for tuning in. We've uh, had an interesting show uh, this week, and uh, we're very interested in uh, heading to Las Vegas to see Freedom Fest. It uh, is a three-plus-day uh, event. Uh, be a couple thousand people, sounds like, there, and lots of interesting stuff. It's not uh, about real estate. It's not about uh, politics. It's not about economics. It's about all that stuff and more. And uh, check it out at freedomfest.com. And uh, interesting, interesting when you get to, to get around uh, a college professor, a, a practicing economist, and, and an author. I, I have a hunch that uh, you could spend a lot of different time in conversation uh, with uh, Dr. Skousen. Well, and the other thing that he pointed out, which I think is very, very relevant, is that he's a real-world guy. You know, there's a lot of these guys that are academics, whether they're on the reporting side of it or on the teaching side of it. And they don't they talk about things from a purely observational perspective. And it's interesting and it stimulates your thought. But there's a much different perspective you have when you've owned property, as he has in four different states and two different countries, and you've spent time living abroad, which I thought was super interesting. And of course, then again, you listen to the the circle of people that he travels with and the people he's friends with, starting with uh, the guy from the Case Shiller Index study, the economist. Yeah, Robert Shiller. Robert Shiller. And then you've got uh, Steve Forbes and some of these other folks that, I mean, a former presidential candidate, I'd say that's a pretty notable person. Uh, and, And Forbes magazine, probably one of the more influential business magazines in in our recent uh, history. So I think uh, all of that's interesting too. And the comment that he made about this concept that there's never been a stronger interest in offshore 
I, I just read uh, about a week ago that uh, about the settlement finally that UBS, uh, Bank of Switzerland, had with the U.S. government, turning over the names of 4,500 or so U.S. citizens that have uh, what they thought were super secret, uh, which is the trademark of Swiss banking, uh, these offshore accounts. And so the reach of the uh, federal government in the United States around the globe, and certainly within the scope of the United States, is, is got people thinking, wow, I, I need to try to find perhaps a plan B. I need to try to have a place to put my money or to own property or to hold my assets uh, where it's maybe going to be under less scrutiny. And those places are, are, are harder to find today. But, but the fact that there's that much interest in it, I think is an extremely interesting comment. Yeah, it is. And, and let's face it, when you look at those behaviors, people that start to talk about renouncing their citizenship. That is an ex- super extreme, right, to, to even think about that. And yet more people did that last year in this country than have in ever. Wow. And four times as many as the year before. That's a, called a clue, right, when people are that fed up. Now, right, who knows what they're fed up with, but I'm guessing that the economy and, and taxation and government has something to do with it, right? Yeah, if you're I mean, willing look, to at the, look at the rise of the, the tea country. parties. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's interesting, interesting times. But all that, I think, is great. Let's get the conversation happen. It's a, it's about time that people weren't just complacent and sitting on their big old you know sofas doing uh, nothing but watching TV, right? P- people have gotten involved now. The whole election was awesome for that. The fact that people came out and, and more voted than ever before and people were in discussions about meaningful topics instead of superficial topics at uh, parties and things was great. And I think that that's what the real awakening here uh, happens when there's uh, a crisis. People are resilient and our country has been resilient. And it isn't because we all agree with each other. It's because we all can have the forum to discuss and to sharpen our ideas and our thoughts by getting other inputs and other ideas. And I think that's that's great. We've had some of that on this very show this this week. Absolutely. I mean, that's to me, I mean, that's a big part of why I'm here, why I do this, why I get excited about getting up every day and reading the news and writing the blogs and being a part of the, the radio show and all the different things that we do. It's why we like going on the summit every year and hanging out with people. It's why we love doing the interviews and going to trade shows like this one at Freedom Fest and getting a chance to meet people because the First Amendment the freedom of speech, the ability for people to go into the marketplace with their ideas, whether you agree with them or not, doesn't matter. It stimulates your thought. And the fact is, our system in the United States of America is one that was designed for, a, if in order for people to be free, they have to be moral, mean, they have to be self-governed, otherwise you've got to put external controls on them, and they have to be informed and educated. And if you lack those things, then anybody can come along and say anything and you'll believe it. It's the same reason we talk about how important it is just as a real estate investor. Uh, You know, we talk about gurus and uh, there's so many snake oil salesmen in the real estate business. If you don't take the time to get in touch with your inner investor and find out who you are, what you want, what risks you're willing to take. If you don't take the time to get educated so that you understand how to calculate cap rate and GRM and you understand market drivers and you how to know how to recognize a good deal from a bad deal and you understand asset protection and tax strategies. If you don't take the time to learn those things, then the old adage that says when Money meets experience, right? Experience gets the money, and, and the money, money gets, gets, the ex- the experience. gets the experience. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So our system is designed for people to take advantage of the First Amendment. Obviously, we appreciate all our listeners because you folks are the folks that are doing that, right? You download the podcast or you listen to the radio show, and and uh, and, and we're here going to continue to bring you the best stuff that we can find. You know, we had a really interesting thing happen on uh, this last field trip. We met a gentleman who has owned $8 billion worth of real estate, uh, over 350 50 shopping malls in his 30 plus career. I talk about a guy with just a lot of seat knowledge and it just shows you that, you know, in one tiny little niche within the real estate market, there's tons of, of opportunity. And when you're looking at, uh, boy, the, all the possibilities as a real estate investor, so many different things, uh, we're working to get him uh, on the show and, and have an interview with the guy. I mean, a guy who's been through that much real estate, uh, millions and millions and millions of square feet is a guy I want to learn from. Well, you know, the thing that really struck me about him is just his optimism but it cracks me up this whole in a 30-year career 350 malls it reminds me of that old almond commercial a mall a month that's all we ask <laughs> that's, all, that's all we ask so uh you know interest there's no shortage of opportunity and and i think it was great uh, to hear uh, mark say that uh, he's optimistic about it right uh, you don't have too many optimistic economists right but uh, he's not saying it's all roses he's not saying it's going to recover quickly he's just saying that hey it seems like we're through the worst of it i think that goes back to being a real world guy 
You know, someone who's on the outside looking in as an observer is waiting to see what someone else is going to do. And they report on it, they critique it, and all that's interesting. But when you've been a real-world guy and you've invested and you've solved problems and you put capital at risk and you've made decisions, win and lose, and of course, coming back to our friend the mall man, and his, his outlook is also very positive, but you know, he talks very openly about the mistakes he's made. He's talked very openly about, uh, in fact, most of the successful people that we've had an opportunity to spend time with both on the air and off, uh, all talk very openly about their, the lessons they've learned from their failures. And you know, I think really the fact that guys like that are optimistic, number one, and number two, I just think the lesson is that there's always a bright side to every situation. There's always a lesson to be learned and how they approach the setbacks is so different than the people who get into the blame game or just quit and crawl in a corner and decide, oh, real estate is over or this will never work for me. Uh, And it's just so refreshing to hang out with people like that. Absolutely. Well, here's where you have to make a choice because the two things we've been talking about the most today, Freedom Fest and our Dallas field trip, happen at the same time. So you really can only do one or or the other. We'll be in Las Vegas for uh, Freedom Fest 2010, July 8th, 9th, and 10th. So uh, you can fly in on the 7th as a reception that night, and then it runs uh, for three days. Or uh, head to Dallas, Texas. Uh, We're going to be there July 9th, 10th, and 11th uh, for uh, Whirlwind Weekend. You'll get to see a whole bunch uh, about that market, meet some amazing folks, including uh, the $8 billion man. Uh, And uh, you'll get to see lots of different uh, vibrancy from that uh, economy and so forth now if you really are stuck between the choices we're going to schedule another dallas field trip probably september or so so uh freedom fest only happens once a year but uh big thanks to uh mark skousen for appearing on the show and uh we're looking forward to that event you can uh, find out more at freedomfest.com if you're interested in going on a real estate field trip with the real estate guys we love to kick the dirt we love to get out there and see what's uh, happened in the marketplaces uh, and we'll be uh, July 9th through 11th in Dallas, Texas. We'll be uh, later on in the month of July, the 22nd to the 25th in beautiful Belize. And we've got more places uh, we're getting ready to uh, announce on our website. So check it out at uh, realestateguysradio.com. We have uh, our uh, big thanks to uh, our engineer, Rick, for taking care of all the knobs and buttons this week. Big thanks to our sponsors who make our show possible. You can find out more about them on the sponsor page at realestateguysradio.com. And to my esteemed colleagues, and, of course, uh, Dr. Mark Skousen for uh, sharing his thoughts today. I think we're going to have uh, a great time out there in Las Vegas. I absolutely think we're going to have a great time in Las Vegas. How could you not? And a great time in Dallas, Texas as well. Next week on The Real Estate Guys, more fun and frivolity. Check us out at realestateguysradio.com. In the meantime, go make some equity happen. thousands of others, you know that the Real Estate Guys radio show is a great source for quality content about investing in real estate. But did you know that they also have a book? I just finished reading their book, Equity Happens, and I was blown away by how much I learned. If you're ready to create sustainable wealth through real estate, you need to get Equity Happens. You'll learn, just as I did, about what it takes to prosper in the real estate industry. So don't wait. Make Equity Happen to you. Order your copy today at equityhappens.com.